Hello and welcome to the Post to Post podcast. It's podcast number 93, December 21st. We're doing this on a Saturday because, well, there's a big movie out tonight. That Well, it's already been released, but we're going to see it tonight, 945, uh, which means we won't get home until probably close to midnight. And then we're going to film a, a review of the movie. And of course, that movie is Star Wars. So uh, it's going to be a late night for us. And we did not want to get up early <laughs> tomorrow to film the podcast. So we're going to do it now. So. Some of the things that you typically see in, in the podcast are not going to be there, like the game reviews, because those games technically have not happened for us. This podcast will still release on Sunday and around the same normal time. But anyways, just a little bit different. But I am joined here with Jason and Justin. Thanks, guys, for joining me. My name's Neil, by the way. Happy to be here. I did not say that. But uh, just want to start this off by once again thanking everyone uh, who anyone who donated to our our set we have a, a paypal link set up down in the description and for on the youtube channel and uh we had some more contributions from last week uh 26 now total so we have it set up just as a little tip um if you want to contribute to basically fund this setup the desk and and the walls and everything we still have some more things to get uh, just a little tip if you like the content just leave a little tip and uh, 26 people so far have donated so um Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Uh, we're going to get all your names put on a plaque and put on the desk. So you're, you'll always be there. And you, if you if you want to contribute, um, you have until the end of the month to get on the plaque. So thank you once again for everyone who has donated so far. Okay, let's get into some hockey talk, guys. I'm so ready. we kind of talked about this a little bit off camera. And Justin, you weren't a part of the conversation, which is why I would like to have it now. Okay. Since we're coming up on the end of the decade and we're starting a new decade, there's been a lot of talk about who's the best player of the decade that we're currently in that's just about to end. So Jason and I had a conversation earlier and uh, we threw some names out there. So maybe what I'll do is just name some of the names and Mm -hmm. you guys can tell me if you yay or nay this decision that they should be uh, best player. Crosby. Yeah, definitely has to be in there. Back-to-back Conn Smythe, back-to-back Stanley Cups. He can't not be in the conversation. But you look at individual hardware, I mean, he won most of that before, you know, the turn yeah. of, uh, of the decade. So. Yeah. But yeah, he has to be there. Yeah. How old is Crosby? 33 this year? Mm, or yeah. 30, 33 He'll next year? He'll be 33. Yeah. August 7th. Yeah, so I mean, he's he's past his prime, but yeah. do Definitely. you think Crosby's the best player in the NHL? Because... I mean, there's some names who that float around there that obviously a lot of people like to mention, like McDavid, mm-hmm. McKinnon. Mm-hmm. But he's there with those guys for sure. But if you were to pick someone, who would you pick? Like if I had to pick someone for my team? Well, not your team, but I mean in general, in the whole NHL. Who's the best player in the league? I would say McDavid's the best player in the league. Who would you say? That, that would be my pick as well. Really? McKinnon second, yeah. yeah. And I, I'm the biggest Crosby fan there is. But, yeah. you know, you got to look at, the facts here and mcdavid just kills it i just think i still think it's crosby i think his game is too complete both ends of the ice and where mcdavid you're having some defensive lapses and with mckinnon same thing that'll but come crosby's though. just such a complete player yeah and he it really pisses is. me off because i don't really like him but. <laughs> yeah but you gotta remember too early on in his career he wasn't that complete player. that's true you know he was always yapping at the refs taking stupid penalties yeah. you know growing pains i think as time goes on mcdavid's going to become more and more of that complete player yeah you're, you're, you're uh, completely right in there. time but i think crosby's kind of almost reached that legend status yeah already i mean you know with everything he's done there, there's nothing left for him to do do you think he would have been inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame if his career only lasted four seasons? Ooh, that's that's a tough question. Well, in the four seasons, he would have already won quite exactly. a bit of hardware. Yeah. So if he, that had ended on t- the twenty uh, say it, say two thousand nine. Yeah. Well, after the Cup win, yeah. uh, you know that could have solidified it for sure. Oh, that would have been unfortunate, but ooh, that would have been a big argument. I think he still I, would have been. It's very possible. You can't ignore the hardware. Because you look yeah. back at certain players who did not have full careers, like Bobby Orr and uh, what's, yeah, his, what's his nuts Orr who just, played for the Islanders. Just changed Mike the game. Bossy. You know, Bobby Orr completely revolutionized what it was You know, to, to be a defenseman. He was just that offensive juggernaut that mm-hmm. no one had ever seen from the blue line like that before. I swear he held back all the time just yeah. not to embarrass people he was that good maybe eh yeah. uh okay let me throw another name out there patrick kane definitely 
Uh, a couple, couple things though, you know, with, with Kane, you know, personal wise, which I don't want to get into, but mm-hmm. that kind of hurts them a bit. That's true. I never thought uh, about that. I don't, I don't think that'll ever go away. I think there's a lot of people that really soured on the guy uh, because of that. But if we focus away from that and just focus on hockey, uh, yeah, he, he has to be there. He has more points than Crosby in the decade. I yeah, but look at one. games played. There's, uh, yes. there's, there's a lapse over about 100 games. Yeah, so you know, poor Crosby's. Uh, Kane has to be in the conversation. He's yep. too good not to be. Um, I agree. Drew Doughty. Right now, he looks to be drastically overpaid. But he, you know what's funny? He's still my favorite defenseman. And I'm almost embarrassed to say it, just because of his personality. His personality, I was going to say. The guy's yeah. hilarious. You ever watch his mic'd up clips? Yes, I was watching them today, oh, actually. It's man. funny you mentioned that. Yeah, uh, he, he's hilarious. He was chirping some guy about being in the minors or something like that uh, at one Oh, point. I think that was uh, Martin. Matt Martin, maybe. <clears throat> he was I, talking to Matt Martin? Yeah, I think so. Because think Matt Martin were... also was also mic'd up talking to someone else about uh, being in the minors. But... Man, there's so many of those clips. I swear <laughs> they just blend together. <laughs> and of course, his rivalry with Kachuk now. Yeah. Uh, that's just If awesome. you were to say from 2010 to 2015, is Drew Doughty the, one of the best players in half of a decade? I would have said, <clears throat> I mean, top three maybe. But in the last four years? Well, look at the LA Cups. Would those have happened without Drew Dowd? I'd say no. Uh, he was the he juggernaut was force. Crucial part line. of the team, yeah. But it, it just, it, it's sad, you know. You have to come to that realization that the, the player that you know and love is not always going to be that player forever. Yeah. You know, Penguins fans are seeing it now with Crosby. And Chicago, too, with Seabrook and Keith. Yeah. And John Taves. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, Malkin. That guy needs to be in the top 100. I mean, he just got his 400th goal the other night, for goodness it's sake. It's amazing how overshadowed he is because of Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And, you know, segue, uh, of course, with Nicholas Backstrom and Alexander Ovechkin. Yep. You know, Backstrom just kind of gets shoved aside because, you know, hey, he, arguably the greatest goal scorer mm. of all time plays on the same team. So everyone talks about Ovechkin. How come that doesn't happen in Chicago with Taves and Kane? I, I think a lot of it's due, just due to the, the regional media in Chicago just being so you know, involved. It's a big market. It, well, it's a big market, but I think a lot of it just really comes down to how you want to focus on it. And I mean, in Washington, you focus on the grade eight, you're putting butts in seats. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that guy's got the personality. Uh, um, he's got everything. Ovechkin. Great segue. Yeah. He, come on. Consistent. Oh, especially, well, if like, you look at goal scoring. If you look at Backstrom and Ovechkin, their consistent play over the past 10 years is the main reason why Washington has been consistent in general. Like, mm. when's, tell me the year the last time that Washington missed the playoffs. Can you? Off the top of my head, no. I can't either. I can tell you when they went out in the second round. I can, I can tell you when they went out in the first round. <laughs> yeah, but again, you know, that's growing pains, much like Crosby in a different way. It was Ovechkin in a different way, mm-hmm. and he finally figured it out. Yeah. And Washington went all the way. Amazing. Yeah. And I ended up with a jersey because of it. Uh, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Holpe. Mm. Holpe's really starting to regress now. You think so? Yes, in my opinion. I think he's been pretty, like... Mm. Okay. I don't want to see... He's... I won't say drastic regress, but it's beginning. I it's beginning. It's the best way that's for fair. me to words. He's not as good as he was. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, okay, what about Crawford? Poor Crawford. Injury issues, obviously, and stuff. But yeah, that's exactly what I was just gonna say. But even like, he's had some bad times, obviously. But I mean, generally, Crawford's under the radar been one of the best goalies in the past decade in the NHL. Yeah, if if you focus on decade, yeah, definitely. Uh, Price. Well, how many goalies have won the heart? That alone just solidifies yeah. the carry price. Has there been brand. two in the past twenty years? Oh man, I, you know, off the top of my head. I don't even think I could tell you the last goalie that won the heart, just off the top of my head. I think, did Jose Theodore win that? Oh my goodness. I think he did, but it was a little But I mean, the fact that Price did that, that's how big of a thing it is for him as a goaltender to do that. But it's like, after that, what's he done? Really? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Patrice Bergeron. Uh, Just the best two-way player in the NHL. I would say probably the most underrated player, not goalie, but player on the list so far that I've mentioned. Yeah. I mean, he's, he, he's getting a little more love in the last couple of years than he used to. Yeah. And I think he get like, I would say that the general hockey fan probably doesn't like to watch Boston play. 
I like watch Boston play. Well, you're a Boston fan. Oh, okay. I mean, the general hockey fan. Like, there's there's a lot of hate for Boston out there. I like watching them play. But when you watch Team really Canada do. play, oh. and you get a chance to see oh. some of the players you don't normally play, Man. like Bergeron, it's a big deal. That right. Friggin' Crosby, Bergeron, Marchand line was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and that's why there should be the Olympics with yeah, NHL players. And if someone asked me if you could handpick one player off of another team to put on your favorite team, it would be Bergeron. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Within an incident, I take him. You look at the face-off numbers, you look at the defensive capabilities, he's got the playmaking, the goal scoring, the guy's got it all. He yeah, he's a very complete checks. player. I mean, huh. you can't have one complaint on that guy. He's yeah. incredible. Have you ever, do you ever remember a time when he struggled? Not offhand, but there's definitely been times. Mm-hmm. He's always been solid defensively, though. Yes. Like, he's gone through spurts where offense-wise he doesn't, you know, put up numbers on the board. But you can but always send him out there for a defensive draw. Yeah, like he's always yeah. out there killing penalties. He's out, yeah. he's out. There's no situation you don't put him out. Yeah. Um, Shea Weber. I got that bomb from the blue line. And there's few people on the blue line who can shoot the puck harder than Shea Weber. Uh, obviously, Zidane O'Chara's got a pretty hard shot. Yeah. Um, he doesn't use it, though. He's scared to hurt people, I think. I think so, too. Dad and I watch the games and just like... If they're going to block your shot, let him have it. I know. Let them be scared to block the shot. Yeah. yeah. But he's, he's, he's just, I think he's afraid to hurt people. Yeah, maybe. Because he did, mm. like he did, uh, who did he hit with it? Was it Philip Deneau? He hit Philip Deneau like two years ago or something like that. I don't remember. I don't know if it was with oh. a puck though, but uh, I mean, Shea Weber has broken Gallagher's fingers with mm. his shot. Um, yeah. I think Pollock on the Islanders has an incredibly hard shot. Uh, I wish that, here's what I wish. If you look at the All-Star game... I got a complaint to make after you're done. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I don't forget it. You do now. Okay. I got a complaint with the All-Star game, so don't forget your point. If you have people that win a skills event... Yes. Why are they not invited back the next year to defend their winning? It's, like, go, it's going by like, ooh, this team has to have this this person, this team has to have this person. But, yeah. But then you go for the hardest shot or the fastest skater, and the fastest skater may not be at the All-Star event. It's based on who from that team... You chose was the best player from that team. Right. I agree. So if you're going to have a, a competition to see who the fastest skater is, I want the fastest player in the league, whether they score three points or 90 points. I know. Me too. So that, and that's kind of a segue into the point Ooh. that I was going to make. Every team should have the decision to submit someone for every single competition. Like, because, I don't care if there's... Because Chara hit 108 miles per hour. Is that what they measured in? Was 108? Miles per hour? Was it was it 108 really? or 106 or something, right? Dang. The next year, he wasn't there. So the, I think the person who won hit 105, and they were like, oh, well, yeah. Chara, it's mm. like, yeah, you're the best, but the guy who won last year is not here to, yeah. to com- <coughs> totally. compete against. Like, I just think that's stupid. So like, I don't care if there's 250 players not, at the All-Star not game. Not that the All-Star game is this big, serious thing. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, but that's you, the if, point of it. If you're going to have a skills competition, cherry pick the people yeah. that you think are the best and have them there do it. I don't think it should be fan vote. I think every team should submit... Should submit like for hardest shot, there should be a threshold. If you can't hit a hundred miles mm-hmm. an hour, if and no one in your team can hit a hundred miles an hour, your team doesn't get to send someone. So if there's only if there's eleven people, or eleven teams have one player representing them, fine. If there's three, fine. Like I don't want to see Fetchkin has an, a really hard shot. Right. Don't get me wrong, but he's not the player I think of when, I, when it comes to harder shot competition. I think about players like Weber and Charo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But mean, for the accuracy competition, how would you? How would you determine in advance of the All-Star game what players you think would be the best accuracy? Well, every team usually has their own All-Star game for their fans. Like, uh, mm-hmm. It's not televised. Some teams list their... It's just like a local some, thing. Come yes, out and, exactly. Yeah. So I think every team should be mandatory <laughs> to have their own All-Star games themselves before right. Christmas. And then the winner of each competition there <laughs> can go on to the All-Star game. And of course, if Sidney Crosby doesn't win any competitions in, for Pittsburgh, he still gets to go because he's Sidney Crosby. Like you still have mm-hmm. some fan fan voted players or whatever. If you still want to do the fan vote, but still, if you're going to have a competition for harder shot, then you need to have the players there who have the harder shot. Well, like we talked about this last podcast. What do you think of them? Did you you, you heard what they're going to do? Like they're going to be standing up mm-hmm. in, the, in the what do you call them press boxes, and they're going to be yep. shooting pucks. What do you think about that? You know what I think? I think here's devil's advocate. Get rid of all of it. <laughs> See, I'm 100% yeah. okay with that. I'm okay too. with that. Get rid too. of all See, of that's, it. And that's what it's I said. I said, if you're going to do it, do it right. Yes. If you're not going to do it right, do something else. Exactly. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's a, a money grab. It's for the 100%. League. And it's, 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 it's promotion for the sponsors, is all it is. It's very local oriented. 
like the kids get to mm-hmm. get autographs and stuff, which is awesome. It's it's good that whatever city they have it in, it's it's important. But I mean, they it could be so much better globally. It's fun if you're there. It's just not really a serious TV event. It's, you know what I mean? Like you for the people f- who are there, sure. It's like if I was down in Boston, the head in Boston, I'd love that. Do that all weekend. Heck, oh, heck yeah. yeah! You could do all the gimmicks you want. I'm gonna have a great time. Yeah, but I'm not gonna sit home on TV and watch that. Crap. Exactly. And I mean, Justin, you've been to an yep, All Star game. I've been there. 2009. 2009. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, you know what it's like. Oh yeah, I know so, exactly what it was and it's like. It's probably pretty awesome in person, even well, though it's not. So when when I was there, it was still the five on five. Yeah, you know, I almost fell asleep. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrendous. But at the same time, I was very excited. I'm seeing a lot of players. Yeah, you know, that you would great. maybe like you'd have to see 15 games in the NHL to see some. Of the well, yeah, that, that's just it. I mean, the atmosphere was electric. You yeah. know, people were on fire. But I mean, the game itself was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, uh, it wasn't fun to watch whatsoever. The skills competition was fun to see, though. Mm. As a fan, being there. You know, screaming stuff. <laughs> that was in Montreal too, right? Yeah, it was I in think Montreal. that was a big year for Montreal because it was their hundred year anniversary, I think. Yeah, and I mean, you know, with fan vote and everything, there it was just flooded with Canadian players. Yeah, and of Col- course, Kovalev was there. Yeah, I think and Price. Thomas Eric was there. Or, yeah, Thomas Eric. Price. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, atmosphere-wise, it was great. But Devil's Advocate in me tells me just get rid of it. To me, it's a huge waste of time. What I, what can they do instead? I, well, to be honest, I think the what would be great is to have just a week layoff, full week, mm-hmm. cherry pick two teams every year and have an international game. What about what injuries? Injuries can happen, obviously, but it's still an actual regular season game. Like this what you, is. What do you mean it's regular season? Have game? a regular season game international. What a great way to spread the game outside of North America. Like two. So two NHL teams Cause playing. Because you, you know you have international games right at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Why not have it midway through where the All-Star game I think game some of them were last year, weren't they? And have an international game just to help grow the game outside of North America. Plus for some of these players, like if you had it in Finland, you had it in Switzerland or mm-hmm. Sweden, some of these guys would be ecstatic to play in their home country, you know, representing the team that they're playing for in the NHL. And at the same time, it gives a lot of guys a break. If it's overseas, mm-hmm. yeah, they get a trip out of it, some team bonding experience. Are you talking about every team or just some no, teams? just two. What about the, if they did every team? Two teams per wow. country somewhere in the world. That's a lot wow. of logistics. That would be, a, yeah, that would be kind of hard to work out. Sponsors aren't making any money off that. But to be honest, <laughs> I, I, I think just keep the season going. Just forget the All-Star game. And yeah. it seems like this argument comes up every single year with multiple media sources about yay positives of the all-star game the negative i i think if you pulled the players like if you just did a poll where you know no one's identified it's all unanimous i think 90 percent of the players would say yeah i agree because now if a player's voted in they get a suspension if they don't show up like price did last year and ovechkin did last year yeah well some players take it willingly it's only one game right but they're seeing you know all their teammates grab the wife and the kitties they're heading down you know down south where it's all nice and sunny going to hawaii and oh wait i gotta go to the skills comp in the all-star game exactly ah, i don't know but now that it's three on three it is more exciting i give them that where is it this year is it st louis I don't even remember. To be honest, I care so little. Of yeah, the that's how little I, I don't even remember. I think it might be St. Louis, yeah. though. But, um, it's nice that they changed it up. We got off topic a little bit here, but Sorry. I just have one player left. Lundqvist. Oh, yeah. I, I've always been a big supporter and fan of Lundqvist. Um, oh, he was know, the man for a long he time. Was the, he was yeah. the man. Dude's got the hair. <laughs> Give him that. I, his career is coming to an end, unfortunately. It's sad. And to be honest, um, he could go down is the greatest goalie of all time to never win a cup. Yeah. And that pains me because I've always been a big fan of his. Yeah, I agree. It sucks. Um, But I think he's that loyal to the Rangers. He'll just close out his career there. If a cup doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I think he'll be okay with it. And I think once he goes back to Sweden, he'll probably be involved uh, with an international team or something back there. Because his brother brother plays. Mm -hmm. uh, He has a twin brother. Maybe he could transition Mm -hmm. to a goalie coach or something. Maybe. Is there any chance New York could hire him on to be front office staff like a lot of people seem to be doing? Uh, yeah, I could probably see that. But Cause it, sound, it fact, sounds like the owner in um, in Washington wants Backstrom and Ovechkin both, when they're done, their careers to become front office people. I can see Ovechkin doing mm. that. He want, he said he wants them both, that Ted Leonis, Leonis yeah. or however you pronounce it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of, like, specifically <laughs> Finnish and, and Swedish players, I think. Because right now Backstrom is negotiating his own contract is he not like he doesn't even have an agent right now he's representing himself is he really yeah i just see a trend with the finnish and swedish players once they're done they go back 
to their homeland, like Forest mm-hmm. Burger. I mean, I can't blame them for Koivu. that. Like they're all involved in their teams. Yager, yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know about Lundqvist. That's his brother, like his his brothers over there. So I think he goes back to Sweden, but who knows? Um, that's all the players I had. I could have probably had some more on there as well, but I'll just leave it at that. Um, next up on the list is something you mentioned to me actually: the Finnish Liga mm. decision to really try and get this whole headshot thing under control. So yeah. uh, I believe you mentioned there's a five-game minimum for yeah. any headshot uh, and up to 60 games or nine months maximum suspension. Nine months. 60 games. So if you hit a guy in the head, even if it's accidentally, wow. five games minimum, and then five to 90, so you said? Five to 60 five games to 60. or nine months oh, <laughs> maximum. God. So, I mean, as soon as you hit a guy, you're automatically getting between five <laughs> and 60. Yeah. So, but nine months, how many months are between October and April are there? So what that seems like to me is it's possible if you headshot a guy towards the end of the year, it's possible that could carry on over oh, into the oh, first I part of mean. the year. So if you, hypothetically, we'll say their season starts the same as the NHL, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, that's seven months. So if you do it in the first game of the league, first game of the season, sorry, you could potentially be out for the entire season, the whole season. season. It, it and maybe ha- two more months. You would off. think that would have to be a pretty vicious yeah. hit, like your head sixty games. The guy, yeah. yeah. Um, interesting though that they are taking that approach. Uh, we'll probably see something like that soon in the NHL. Uh, injuries, quite a few injuries recently in mm-hmm. the NHL. Josh Levo to miss two or three months with a fractured kneecap. Ew. Just think about that. A fractured kneecap. I don't even want to think about How that. How do you heal that? Oh my god. How do you put a cast on your? Whoa. How do you put a cast on your kneecap? That would be drastic. I don't know how. I don't know the process of Man. that healing. That can he? Can he move his knee, or does I, he have I, to keep it straight? I would think. Yeah, that's what I would assume. I, I assume too. There's no way you're bending that. Yeah, because if you put kneecap? if you bend your knee, it probably puts oh, it's pressure. Be painful. Oh, I don't oh, even yeah. want to think about it. Um, Carter Buck out oh, indefinitely after wrist surgery. That's a big yeah. loss. Uh, Zucker out four to six weeks with surgery yeah. to repair a fibula. That's a big blow for the That's mom. a huge blow. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kemper out week to week with a lower body injury. That's a that's yeah. a big, big blow to Arizona. Uh, Crosby's back skating, you said yep. earlier off camera, yep. which is good. Back skating. He better be back by January 16th because I'm going to see. <laughs> he play, should hopefully. be, though. The timeline does suggest he will be he better by be. that point. Um, okay, this was just announced actually just a couple of hours ago. I think uh, Elias Anderson has been has requested a trade with the mm-hmm. Rangers. Uh, Twenty one years old, one assist in, in seventeen games with the Rangers this year. Uh, he was sent down four goals and one assist with a minus nine rating in the yeah. AHL this year with, in thirteen games. Overall, he has three goals and six assists in sixty six games with the Rangers total. Now he was a pretty high draft pick, if my memory serves cool. me correctly, and he's also the player that threw his medal into the stands. If my memory also serves me correctly, so I remember that 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 was big headlines. That's kind of bold time. for a young player to re- mm-hmm. request a trade. Uh, the only other player I can think of that has done that is Jonathan Drouin. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any others atop of. Seems the top to be coming head. more common though. That players dictating players. their. Yeah, requesting trades. You know, maybe this is another situation of change of scenery. Mm. It's better for both the organization and the player. Yeah. Uh, it's very possible. So if you're the Rangers, would do you accommodate? Well, at this point, you're not really, I don't want to set this to sound bad, but you're not exactly losing a 30-goal score here. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be a drastic loss by any He's means. He's not producing. So I see this just being one of those, we'll just sit on this and do this. Yeah, it's not, it's not urgent <laughs> for the Rangers no, to move absolutely on. not. Yeah. It's not like there's going to be a solid return that they can turn into something productive tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, it's just absolutely not going to happen. Hmm. Uh, Kovalchuk. Hmm. Now technically a UFA. Yep. Sort of. <laughs> still still being paid by two other teams, but yeah. is available to play for another team. Which Dude is a genius. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but There's uh, a roster freeze, which is going to yep. prevent some of this. But Boston, Carolina, Florida, Columbus, and maybe Edmonton could be options for Kovalchuk. Do you think it's fair that he's allowed to play in the NHL still? This is such a weird situation. You know, how the guy got in with New Jersey, that huge contract that drew so much controversy at the time because yeah. of the numbers associated with that contract. And then he retires 
to go to the KHL. And I really thought, okay, he's going to play the rest of his professional career in the KHL, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden he comes back to the NHL, which I thought would have never happened, and the LA Kings completely overpaid, yeah. and now we're back in the exactly. same situation. Very Well, not same, it's not like he retired again, but very similar um, situation. And now LA has that full cap hit next year. Uh, that really hurts them. I just think it's silly, because if you trade a player and there's salary retained, that other team can't trade that player again and then retain more of the salary. Yeah. Like, that's illegal, I believe, in the NHL. There has to rules. be specific rules. Or first thing you'd see a player bounce and bounce yeah. and then teams and the, retaining salary for a draft exactly. pick. Exactly. And the point of it is yeah. that you can't have more than two you can have more than two teams pay for this one player. Mm -hmm. If Kovalchuk signs somewhere, that's what's gonna happen. New Jersey, LA, and whoever he signs with is gonna be playing Koval paying Kovalchuk. How is that fair? There's going to be a team that picks him up, There's, whether he's you know yeah. over 35 or not. And the fact that he's basically put out via his agent that he would be willing to sign, you know, right about league minimum, people will take notice of that. He's a weapon you could put out there on the power play. He could help get you that goal. Hey, Columbus Blue Jackets could definitely use some power play help. Mm -hmm. Maybe he could be a guy to do that. But don't look at him to be a guy to come in and take first line minutes. That's just not going to happen. But at the same time, too, he has to be willing to go into that role. You know, first thing, he can't be with the team and start complaining that he's not getting first-line minutes. He's not a first-line minute player. Yeah. He's really not. And that's kind of what pisses me to off about, though. He took $6 million. Mm -hmm. There was other teams probably offering him... He Realistically, he took the most money he could get two years ago when he signed. That's the LA. way it comes off, because the Boston Bruins were very interested yeah. in him, too, So now he's going to sign with L.A. League minimum? Just a, why didn't he do that two years ago? Like, he just wants to close out the year. He wants an opportunity to play with the team that's going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I guess. He uh, just wants a chance to be in the playoffs. And then he'll deal with, you know, another contract in the offseason. He just wants to close out the year. Yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily blame New Jersey. I don't necessarily blame the Kings. It's, I blame it's the almost, Kings. It's almost, an, well, I, <laughs> I blame them for being stupid to sign for that much. Well, but. not just that. Look, next year, I mentioned this to you the other day. Mike Richards, Dion Phaneuf, and now Ilya Kovalchuk, they have 11 million of yeah. their cap paying these guys next year. Yeah, and all three are not playing with the yeah. LA Kings. That is terrible management. Same with New Jersey with Corey terrible. Schneider, Michael Camilleri, Kovalchuk, Camilleri, yeah. and I think there's one more. I can't Taylor remember. Hall. Taylor Hall. Mm. No, so the Hall will come off next year, but... yes. Yeah, it's still going to be seven, seven some million. To me, it's not really a New Jersey issue. It's not really a, a Kings issue, although they're both a little stupid. But I think it's an NHL issue. I don't know. I don't think it should be allowed. And I'm, I'm I kind of blame Kovalchuk a little bit. I don't think he should be allowed, allowed back in the NHL. Oof. Fool me once, harsh. Shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm -hmm. We're on the third rendition of Kovalchuk. Can you really blame him though? Teams are constantly yeah, willing if, to take him if they're going for him. It's you not know? his. Fault. Not this time. No, I don't blame Kovalchuk with the LA thing, but. I just think it's silly. I just don't think you should have three teams playing one player, paying one player. Like, okay, Man. if he's taking league minimum, which I think is seven hundred thousand. Yep. And you say he goes to Boston, mm -hmm. but then you have L.A. paying more than seven hundred thousand. Yep. You have New Jersey paying more than seven hundred thousand. Why should Boston get the benefit? They pay. They're paying less and getting all the benefit because it's that's just, that's the contract those GM signed. I know. Yeah. It's just it's stupid. So that's on them to eat that. Yeah. Stupid. Boston uh -huh. comes out then looking like a genius because they're picking up, you know, yeah. basically something better because of what the other teams did that was bad. Yeah. You know, they're now able to get a player that could possibly produce fairly significantly for league minimum. And just you, to close out the Even year. if he sucks, you're paying league minimum. Yeah, exactly. You're, not, not, you're, not, you're not losing anything. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, I think when Aginlo was trying to win a cup mm. uh, closer to the, his, the end of his career, I think he was, it was either Pittsburgh or Boston, he signed, he... Aginla said the Boston Bruins dressing room was the most fit dressing room he's ever been in fit? his life. Fit? What do you mean fit? Like muscles, like dudes jacked. Why was he looking at jacked <laughs> naked dudes? Because <laughs> that's what you do in the dressing room. Man, that's not Boys, what I did in the dressing room. Boys, let's get the room. showers. <laughs> and then you go in the shower together. What? <laughs> 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 like, I guess, whatever, anyways. I'm not, why do you like the Boston Bruins? Is that why you like the Boston Bruins? I didn't even know that. That's a new thing I learned <laughs> from Jerome Aginla. Wow. That's amazing. And Ginla's full of surprises. Uh, yeah, I guess. Let's move on from this conversation. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Hall, apparently there's a real possibility, just released today, right. that he will resign with the... I think that's uh, agent propaganda. I 100% agree. Yeah. Why would he? Why would you say he wouldn't be? Like, why would you feed that to the market of the team you just went to? Like, 
oh, we don't know if he'll sign with you guys or not. You got to say he's going to sign. Mm. Exactly. Even if he doesn't, you could say, well, he was thinking about it, but. Mm. Don't forget via his agent, they basically stated, well, when he was with the Devils, that we're not going to be negotiating anything until the season's over. That, to me, just instantly says his mind's made up. He wants to hit the market. Absolutely. I think that's what they all want. You know, once they hit 27 and they're up to be a free agent, they want to hit the market. Look at Panarin, what he cashed in on. I think Taylor Hall's going to get something very similar if he hits. Taylor Hall, for his sake, has to wait. Even if he wants, even if he legitimately, internally wants to play for Mm -hmm. the Coyotes, he has to wait. It's not going to get worse if he waits. Exactly. It's going to get better, probably. I mean, players in other leagues go to free agency all the time. They dictate what they want to do. Hockey is is different, where generally speaking, they don't do that. Hmm. But then you've seen it with uh, Buddy Boy in uh, Toronto. What's his name again? Sorry. Uh, Tavares. Tavares went to free agency. (laughs) Who'd you say? I said Martin. (laughs) I said Matt Martin. So Tavares, everyone kind of thought Islanders were going to get him back. Correct. And they did. They didn't. So they lost him for nothing. Yes. Um, so I think, and like, like we were talking about earlier, how players are kind of, players are kind of, the younger players are kind of dictating what they want now. Like, like, sorry to pick on Toronto, but look at the, look at the contracts they're getting. Like young, young guys that haven't really proven anything yet. Haven't won a playoff round yet. Yeah. Demanding that money. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're putting a handicap on their team about flexibility. And I think this newer, younger generation, not saying that Taylor Hall is, but I I think they are going to be not as loyal to their to the teams as past players would have been. That's why I think there should be a cap. But I'm okay with them deciding to go to free agency and say, I'm going to go where I want to go. But are you okay with them getting paid $11 million and they're 22? I'm... That's all that. I think there should be a cap up to 25. You're not allowed to make more than 7 million or a percentage of the cap or whatever. Say it's 6.5 or 7 million or whatever until you are over the age of 25. Mm. See, I don't think you could do that. Why? The the PA would never go for that. But that's the same thing with the... The GMs would love it. Like if you look in baseball, they do that in baseball, right? They they stretch out how long their young players coming up until they have to start paying them on their whatever salary, like their main salary. Yeah, so ELC. So they're they're kind of penalizing that player by keeping them down when that player could be the best player on the team. With an ELC in the NHL, you're not allowed to play the, pay the player more than nine hundred thousand, I think it is, or something like that. Yeah. So, and I think that's for the first two years. I think maybe in the well, NHL. you can have some bonuses in there. Like if they reach specific milestones. Yeah, but like, but and maybe, I, I, I don't think there should be caps. I think the GMs just need to be smarter. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's a part of it too. Well, here's a question, <laughs> You're not gentlemen. Wrong. If you have okay, Matthews and Marner, okay, they were coming up for their contracts, like they got with you know Dubas in Toronto. Say they were with the Islanders with Lou Lamorello, no. would they have gotten those contracts? Nylander, no, definitely. Nylander not. would have been sitting that entire year. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no way that, that that contract happens. I think when the Nylander contract was signed, that opened the doors for the other two to say, yep, yeah. we don't need to sign anything early. We're going to get what we want. Yeah. And they did. I, I think it showcased that Dubas would cave and basically give them anything they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, those contracts are too high. Uh, I, mean, I, I agree. At um, that point in their career. I think he's without just, winning a playoff round and everything. I think Dubas is trying to be the good guy, tough. too, to them. Like, he's saying, like, I, I told you guys I'd keep these guys together. I will keep them together. Mm-hmm. And then he paid a price to be able to keep them together. Yeah, and it's not like this the demise of the Toronto Maple Leafs. No. They're probably going to go far one of these years in the playoffs. So it's... They got to get in first this year. They got to get in, yeah. Um, <laughs> of course, they're right there. But Speaking about Nylander, have you heard the rumors recently around him and P.K. Subban? One, one for one trade. Oh, a one. Elander for PK. Subban. Well, Subban has kind of fell flat with the Devils, unfortunately. I can't see Toronto but picking up PK. I the salary. Really, well, it's nine million dollars. Yeah, and Elander's seven, I think. Uh, jeez, I don't recall I the exact dollar value off the top of my head. But regardless, Nylander has been solid this year, and he's still getting flack this year for not being, you know, the guy or not doing well enough. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he would not be a guy that I would pick on in Toronto. Not yeah. this season, especially. It, like, for that trade that to happen, New Jersey would have to retain salary. <laughs> They're already paying four people this year that aren't. It's what they do. Well, it's what they well, do. Well, Hall yeah. is coming off the book, so there's $3 million right there. And technically, Subban yeah. could as well at the end of the season, depending on the con- the trade uh, agreement. But yeah, It's unfortunate. I really thought Subban would do well with the Devils, but, man, he's really regressed since coming from the Predators. He's a player so, that no one wants. Well... <sighs> There's still always that talk that, you know, the guy's a cancer in the dressing room yeah. and, and so on. But, I mean, hey, we're not in there. We can't really say yeah. specifically. We'll know eventually. But could you think it, Subban being as good as he was, was, you know, guilty 
by association. You know, you look when he won the Norris and you look at the guys that he was paired with when he was with Montreal and then with Nashville, who has a very solid blue line. Yeah. You mix P.K. Subban in there and suddenly he's looking better than, yeah, that's true, than he, he should be. Like Markov and, on Montreal. Right. And then that Yossi was a deadly duel. And Markov and Subban. At home. Someone was, else to cover up his defensive yeah, yeah, lapses. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Because yeah. how often would we see Subban, you know, give up a two-on-one because he wanted to deliver that big body check and then he missed and then it's a two-on-one the other way and he left Markov out to dry. Yeah. You know, we've seen that quite He's a bit when he played yeah. uh, with Montreal and I used to just all the time, like, you can't do that. You know, unless you know 100% you're going to be able to make body contact. Mm. Maybe he's now finally being, you know, exploited to the point where, hey, we're showing the flaws. And maybe now we're seeing that, okay, he's not that $9 million defenseman. It's... Can you just real quickly check to see if his mic's still working? We have a third mic set up here. Can you just plug it in? Just make sure it's still on. What? Put that headphone on and just make sure you can still hear him. This is kind of weird, but we haven't used the I third mic. I hope so, because I had a good rhyme there. Yeah, I can hear him. Okay, because yeah. I, I don't know if the back, if it's like an auto shut off or the back, because we're not recording on it, right? It's just plugged in. Oh, yeah. So it's, I just want to make sure that the battery doesn't die or anything. The mic sucks, but yeah, I can still hear him. No, the mic's fine. It's just not a $300. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Backstrom got his 900 point. 900th point. 900, yes. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, Man, that that guy's so underrated. I still say he's underrated. I don't know if I... Still classified as the most underrated player in the NHL, but to me, he's still underrated. And Top that's, three. That's yeah, probably, and that's mainly just because Alexander Ovechkin's on the team and he's just kind of yeah. forgotten. But man, he's just an incredible two-way hockey player. If Nicholas Backstrom was on the Minnesota Wild, mm. would he be considered a superstar there? Oh, I think he's still a superstar. You think so? I still think so. I mean, come on, he had a hundred-point season and everything. I, he was a big part of the Stanley Cup team and whatnot. He's a great player. I think he just like. People don't think of him as much, but I think he was on. If he was on a different team, I think he would. Yeah, it's kind of like, like Malkin, like you mentioned, uh, Malkin with Pittsburgh. You know, you have Crosby and Malkin. Malkin's sometimes forgotten. They forgot to put him on the top one hundred. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Do you think that if Backstrom was on Minnesota, there would be more Backstrom jerseys sold? <laughs> First, <laughs> why, why do you keep going to Minnesota? <laughs> Because they don't really have a superstar. <laughs> they don't have anyone. Ooh, they got Suter. Ouch. I mean, really. Ouch. Parise. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Superstar Parise. I don't know. Eric Stahl. <laughs> Eric Stahl. Well, he did have a 40-goal season. Man, Eric Stahl is freaking pro. With the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, he had his 1,000 points. Yeah. Was, it, was it last week or the week before? It wasn't that yeah, long ago. Yeah, it was not ago. long ago. His 1,000 points. So that's yeah. quite substantial. Um, okay, moving on a little bit. The whole helmet rule, where if you lose your helmet, mm. you're forced to to skate straight to the bench. Give up on the play. It doesn't matter what you're doing. He mm-hmm. has to go to the bench. There was a play recently where Evander Kane ripped the helmet off of uh, Labushkin. Is that how you say his name? <laughs> Labushkin. And uh, anyways, Labushkin got a penalty for mm-hmm. it because he played without his helmet. So if a guy wants to really mess things up, does he force the helmet off another player just to get him off the ice? I think it comes down to the official actually seeing the act. I mean, if you see another player do that, I mean... But you can't let him play without his helmet because it's the rule. You lose your helmet, you got it regardless so of the decision. I show, so you guys have seen the clip. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you think what Evander Kane did there deserves a penalty? No. Then do you think that... See, that's, see, that's interesting. Because I don't think it is either. But that play forces that player to leave yes. and give you a mm-hmm. five on four. Yeah, and it could have easily resulted to a goal. Or maybe it did. I don't know. I didn't watch the it rest didn't. of the play. It didn't. But it, it immediately resulted in a penalty. Yeah, which could have, yeah. So, so instead, instead of going back to the bench, he just stayed in the play. And then one of the other San Jose players was just like, hey, that guy doesn't have a penalty on. Or penalty. A penalty, <laughs> or penalty on a helmet. <laughs> doesn't have a helmet on. Yeah. Blows the whistle right, right. immediately. I don't know. I... So where your where your helmet? Tighter. I mean, we've talked about the straps before. Yeah, freaking tighten them up. But it just seems like that's a loophole to be able to take someone out of the play. I completely agree. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know the I don't know the right answer. I don't know the decision to make to make it so there's not a loophole. But I I still I well I'll tell you this I don't agree that they should have to go to the bench. It should be no, up to the player. About that before. Should be up to the player. But if you if 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 not having your penalty or your penalty. Why can't I say helmet? I don't know. If not having your helmet on is now a penalty, if you don't immediately leave the ice, then yeah. shouldn't taking someone's helmet off also be a penalty, regardless of how it's done? Regardless if it was intentional or not. Yes. Because uh, maybe. 
Because then you'll have two rules that I don't agree with, but at least they don't <laughs> allow you to take a player out. You know what I mean? So, for example, if someone takes another pl- player's helmet off and that player does not go to the bench, they both get penalties. <laughs> That'd be weird. Or just the player that takes the guy's helmet off gets the penalty for but, removing the helmet of another player. But what if that guy doesn't go to the bench? It doesn't matter. As soon as the helmet's off, it's a penalty. Their arm goes up. If the guy doesn't go to the bench right away, yeah, then both I mean. arms go up. He stands there like this. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, yeah. you can't do that. Where's McCauley's now? Yeah. You're both dumb. <laughs> You're both dead. Either exactly. way, I think they're both dumb, but right. I don't like that you can take someone out of a play like that. Because I agree, that shouldn't have been a penalty on Kane. Like the, he was in the bo- in the corner just head down digging for the puck. We see battles or, like that all the time. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it could just be a one-off situation, but mm. for now, I guess tightness wraps up. And all right. That could be a loophole, too, for a stoppage in play. Like exactly. if you're really pinned in your own zone, it could be a loophole. So what if you take your own There were clips off? like decades ago of players picking up a puck and throwing it over the glass. Yeah. You know, before the whole delay a game thing. They're like, oh my God, we've been pinned in forever. Just grab the puck and whip it over the glass. Get a, li- get a line change. So if you're stuck on your own yeah. end and mm-hmm. you're having a hard time getting the puck out. Well, you, say you're in a scrimmage, you know, you can't really see everybody's heads and you're just in there digging for the puck, you know, oh, maybe I'll lose No, no, I'm not, I'm not even talking about a scrum. <laughs> okay. If you take your own helmet off. <laughs> you got to go to the bench. No, you stay out in the ice. You get a penalty. Exactly. Huh. But at least you, the play gets stopped and you can change and you get fresh guys out there. They'll take the penalty as long as it's to stop the puck or to stop the play. You literally just take your helmet off and put it on the ice. <laughs> so it's like a protest. Just take it off, sit it down. Like that's not going to happen, but it could happen. That's how ridiculous the rule is. So do you think there's a situation huh. where things could be so dire that you think you're yes. imminently going to get scored on so yes. you're going to take your helmet out. Exactly. But how ridiculous would have a okay. highlight would that be? <laughs> Here's the, the guy's going in on a breakaway. The defenseman's <laughs> yeah. come by and just grabs his helmet, <laughs> takes it yeah. off and whips it. Okay, so here's the other <laughs> My question. Helmet's off. So if you play without a helmet, does the play get blown down right away yes. or is it an arm up it once your team touches the puck? Once your team touches the puck. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that but he could wait until his play, one of his teammates is close to the puck and kind of yeah. has it and he just goes like this and takes it off. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It yeah, should. but it ties in with the whole head injury thing, you know, and they're just going more and more with this. Yeah, which I don't, I don't uh, disagree with. Obviously, the more protection of players and the right. head injuries and stuff, but I just think it should be up to the player. If you're on the ice, your helmet comes off, and you decide to continue playing, whatever happens from that point on mm-hmm. is is on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not NHL removes all liability. You know what I can honestly say and be a hundred percent on? Any time I ever played hockey, like whether it was outdoor, indoor. I've never once ever lost my helmet. I can't recall once where my helmet ever came they off. They wear their straps mm-hmm. down to here. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like you may as well, I, may as well never have one. Yeah, honestly. I mean, in reality, do you have to make it so that it can come off? How do you, is that necessary? How do you, how do you how do you police that? I just don't understand how helmets can sometimes come off so easily. Yeah, like if I were to go put my helmet on and you were to do what Evander Kane did to me, there's yeah. no way that helmet's coming off my head. I agree. Full that, on reenactment. That just shows you <laughs> that just shows you how whatever. Yes, but how do you police that? Is it like the measurement of the stick? Maybe 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 having this in <laughs> Like if someone's gonna call shenanigans on someone else's helmet, she said as soon as you said that. But can you imagine the referee with a ruler checking the distance of the chin strap to his chin? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's under an inch and a half. Tighten it up, Sonny boy. Maybe having this type of play is supposed to make it so people tighten them up, but they're just not. Maybe, I don't know. Well, yeah, you might be right. I just don't like that. I don't like how that play happened. I don't think that in that scrum he should have either had to leave or get a penalty. Like, I think it's dumb that he got a penalty. I agree. But yeah. I also think it's dumb that if he doesn't want to get a penalty, he has to leave his own zone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and leave his team shorthanded. Yeah, it's just a silly rule. You think they would just let the play go until there's a stoppage in play, you know, whether offside, goalie freezes the puck, whatever, yeah. but they want to protect the players. I mean, you look at the lawsuit, right, with head injuries, you know, CTE and everything else ongoing with the NHL. Yeah. This makes them look good. Yeah. In the public eye, and that's that the they're thing. Doing something I'm not like saying this. that I'm right or we're right or anything. Obviously, there's the other part of the argument is important because mm-hmm. of the head issues and stuff. But we're allowed to have our own opinions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed to have your your own opinions at home and stuff too. Uh, but to me, there's just whatever's happening right now as a, as a solution is not the right one because we get plays like we just talked about. Can I segue into something else? You sure can. We were talking about that rule. Totally. Face-off violations. Oh, and the penalty there. I've only seen that twice i've seen it several times this year 
this year. And to be honest, yeah, penalty because of face-off violation. You know, this guy gets blown out, the other guy comes in to take the draw, and then first thing, okay, he jumps the gun. Oh, boom, I haven't seen that this boom, year. It's a, it's a minor. Um, to me, I think 90% of this is really on the linesman. It's subjective. I, oh, my drop God. Drop the puck. Yeah, drop the puck. But that's what every sports analyst, professional or not professional, has been saying for the past 10 years, and it mm. never gets better. Oh. So... It drives me crazy. It's only been several times this year I've seen it where the minor penalty was called for face-off violation, and every time I just wanted to scream at the linesman, just yeah. drop the puck. And it's, it's the problem is, if you're going to be like that, then be like that in every game. Mm. It's so inconsistent. One game, the refs and linesmen will be completely fine. Right. And the next game, it's the worst one you've ever watched. It's so frustrating. But before the rule, and I, I get why they kind of went this way, is because they would just constantly you know jump the gun like after an icing they would just constantly yeah. do it in order to just get more rest more rest more rest so i kind of get it i do but dang yeah it's, I, it's frustrating that, as, that a, as a viewer um mark crawford hmm. back as of january 2nd yep. i believe so apparently he has sought some sought some help for uh or to become a better player and a better coach or a better person and a better coach sorry hmm. um he's going to get counseling if he's the, been actively getting counseling. Well, if Bill Peters was actively getting counseling or said that he would, would you allow him to come back? His was a racial slur. This is violence, right? Well, I, Mark Crawford I, I thought I heard Mark Crawford was a... Not that it was racial, mm. but he was saying things that he shouldn't to players and stuff. I think mm -hmm. the racial stuff is the top of the food you chain. You think that was... The, mm -hmm. that was what, I, don't, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Yeah. Uh, so do you think Mark Crawford should be allowed to come back by January 2nd? Since their internal investigation is done? Um, honestly, it doesn't... Yeah. I don't really care. I'm in the same way. I don't really care. At the same time, I really think the NHL needed to have something in place. Like they're implementing now. That should have been there a heck of a long time mm. ago. Yeah. You know, you hear all these stories of former players, whether it's current player, and you know, you're hearing some of these things and you're thinking, okay, if this conduct happened, like, mm. you know, we all have day jobs. If that type of contact, conduct happened uh, where we work, what would be the consequence? Mm. Yeah, I I heard a, a theory or a, it was not a, it's not a rumor. It's a suggestion by uh, someone who says that every single NHL team should have a representative from the NHL who follows them around everywhere. Ooh. Like on road trips, he's okay. there on the plane. He's in every he's in the dressing room between periods. Just monitoring. He's just there. Mm -hmm. He's just there monitoring, monitoring. See, but to me, this this should be like a PA issue. Like every team has one or two players that represents that team to the PA. Mm -hmm. If you have issues with something going on, especially now that this stuff's out, yes, you just go to the PA and let I them agree. deal with it. I agree, and that's why the hotline was set up too. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. See, an another reason why I think the hotline was set up, and before the hotline was set up, they were actually telling people to go to the PA if they had issues and not to go to social media. Yes, mm -hmm. social media is where stuff gets done. It, I wish it wasn't like that, but that, like, you're you, right. If if you make a like a call to the PA like before this hotline came out, that's gonna go somewhere to die. Like, yeah, maybe something will happen, but if you go public, mm -hmm. it's gonna happen. Yeah, quicker. absolutely. If do you know who Casey Neistat is? Yes. If Casey Neistat has a problem with Samsung, and he goes to Samsung just as a regular consumer and tries to get he something he ain't resolved, emailing Samsung. He, is he going to do that or is he going to go to social media? He's going to go on YouTube yeah, and release exactly. a video about Samsung. Exactly. Especially if you got pulled and you have a lot of followers, you can get you know immediate And, and that's what it's all about because stuff like that can go viral and people, that mob mentality a bit on, online. People have platforms now, so. Yeah. Well, think so, of it this way. When Bill Peters was the head coach of the Carolina Hurricanes, apparently, you know, the, as reported, there was conduct that happened there as well. And we're only finding out about it now because mm -hmm. of Akim Malou. Right. Right. And, you know, Ron Francis was kind of in some hot water because he was the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes at the time. He knew about the conduct. He claimed that, you know, it was dealt with. Peters was spoken to or whatever, and then it was forgotten. Hmm. Well, apparently there was some other conduct and so on. And everything just kept spiraling. And that's why Ron Francis was kind of in hot water. Meanwhile, he's going to be the first GM for the Seattle so, franchise. Yeah. And people are already saying, well, geez, you know, Ron Francis, you know, maybe he, he should have some sort of discipline because this situation happened and it wasn't dealt with. Bill Peters was still behind the bench and right. so on. Um, you know, maybe this was the wake-up call the NHL needed in order to better, you know, filter through this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Because look, in my work environment, that stuff just wouldn't be tolerated whatsoever. Totally. You know, if there was a racial slur, if there was physical abuse, heck, even just you know verbal abuse in general towards another employee, 
that type of conduct's not going to happen. And to me, I kind of joked around when you know the NHL announced their six-point plan. I was like, wow, they finally have an HR department, you know, <laughs> because like any business, they have an HR department, HR representatives that deal with this type of stuff, and mm. it just seems like the NHL was kind of behind on you know getting to that point where they need to be. And now they're trying to go beyond that and be try, trying to future-proof it a little bit more. Right. So, I mean, I definitely appreciate that, but yeah, we're. We are where we are because the NHL didn't have the proper things set up. You it just came off the as yearly damage courses control. The coaches have oh, to take. yeah, those yearly courses, they're going to do a lot. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. I can just imagine Tortorella sitting at a desk <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? with a pencil, you know. <laughs> He'd try and get a fight with Tortorella. You have a bunch of reporters sitting outside the room after, Mr. Tortorella, yeah. what would you think of that? He's just going to give him a look and walk yeah, away. Next question. <laughs> uh, let's hit some trade rumors here. Uh, sorry, were you going to say something? Nope. Um, Jake Gardner, Justin, you mentioned earlier that Jake yeah. Gardner is kind of in their rumors. What's yeah, you know, he's fifth on their defense in ice time. And, you know, they really went out of their way to get Gardner. Because remember, there was a long period where everyone was talking about Gardner and saying, how's he not signed yet? Yeah. You know, like, come on, somebody sign Gardner. And then Carolina goes out, they sign him. But they got so much defensive depth, Gardner's almost becoming expendable. You know, you look at Dougie Hamilton and the season he's having. Right. Uh, I think there could be some teams that could take some notice on him, and they might be able to get, you know, semi-decent return. Have you heard any any specific teams that are interested or anything? Well, there'd be teams with defensive uh, issues. I would instantly point to the Montreal Canadiens. Yes. You know, they could be a good fit. And I remember before he signed with Carolina, there was rumors that, you know, Montreal might be interested, but maybe Gardner didn't want to go there and Mm -hmm. so on. Um, I think that could p- potentially be a decent fit. If there's one thing on the Canadians right now, I'd point to to say, okay, they need some help in this area. It would be on the blue line. Absolutely, yeah, and specifically in the penalty kill, there it's mm. it's bad. Uh, Tyler <laughs> Toffoli. <laughs> well, you know, LA. Look at LA and everything they've been going through over the last several years. I really like Toffoli. Very I, underrated. Yeah, very underrated. Not but, consistent. You know, but LA. Underrated. I really wish they would do kind of like the Rangers did and just put out a press statement to say, we're going into rebuild mode. That was amazing. Yeah, and I mean, look what they accomplished just in the 18 months since that. You know, wow. Yeah. They've, they've done incredible. I mean, obviously, they still got some ways to go, but they're getting there. And I, I think LA needs to commit to that now, mm. 100%, especially after the Kovalchuk situation. It just, that's more negativity for them. Exactly. Yeah. And I think Toffoli is going to be on the outs there. They got to start looking to the future. Yep, I agree. Uh, Metro division standings. It's an interesting division because there's, uh, we, we saw it last year with the whole one division, one division having five teams and the other one having three, which you can, we can argue at another time whether that's fair or not, but the current standings for the Metro division is Washington in first with 55, the Islanders with 49, Carolina with 46, Pittsburgh with 46. Flyers with 43, the Rangers with 36, Columbus with 36, and New Jersey with 27. So we're seeing a huge divide between Philadelphia with 43 and mm-hmm. the Rangers with 36, and then again with Columbus with 36 and New Jersey with 27. So uh, those top five teams for uh, in the Metro, I believe, have more points than the second team in the Atlantic, mm-hmm. I believe, which is pretty amazing i i hate that whole standing system you know the top three in the wild cards i hate it hate it hate it because right now you have the flyers in pittsburgh in the wild card spots Mm -hmm. and they got more points than florida i mean it's just what do you think is the main deterrent of the nhl not having a 1 to 16 Hmm. they like the first round matchups because they say they're more competitive because the rivalries this has nothing to do with rivalries they want good first round right at the gate that's what Bettman keeps saying. So you don't want a 16 playing. He doesn't one. want the first or the best team playing the worst playoff team. He wants two and three. He wants that Boston Leafs first round every time. I don't know why he wants that. I don't know why he wants that either. Because if they are the teams that they, the good teams that they're said to be, you're, then they'll meet up later. In you're the hurting the later rounds. You're letting a team that's not as good exactly advance exactly. You're lo- and you're losing viewers as well because there's there's. I mean, um, if you're, you're not necessarily losing the viewers, and this is to his point, I guess, the Toronto-Boston playoff games have been highly watched. Yeah. But that shouldn't be a first-round matchup. But that's what I'm saying. You're when gonna, they're two and three. You're going to lose viewers because 
Think about the market in, in uh, Toronto and think about the right. market in Boston. One of those teams is going bye bye in the right. first round. So he, what he's saying is he, they're, they're going into the playoffs yep. and that their first round of the playoffs are getting amazing numbers. That's what he's saying. But to your point, the next round's not going to be as great. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be like that no matter what because some fans aren't advancing. Right. But I think the product is getting less competitive until it gets to that final point, I suppose. Like the Stanley Cup mm. final, sh- in theory, should be the best team against the best team yes. based on who performs mm-hmm. as well. But I don't like it. I'm with you. Bring back the old system. One yeah. versus eight? Yeah. Well, what yeah. about one versus 16? What's the biggest deterrent of one versus 16? Is it travel? Well, I, I think then you kind of run into the issue of East versus West before the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. and that probably wouldn't be a good thing. But why? Well, it's just the way it's implanted in my brain. We don't see it <laughs> until tradition. the Stanley Cup and that's, final. Then that's it. Well, travel really. would be a big part of it, too. Imagine in the first round, okay, say we had Anaheim and Montreal in the first round. Yeah. Or, I mean, that would suck. And then the, the, travel. Um, the next game uh, after that is Philadelphia-Pittsburgh. but what i hate is okay if you finish second or third in your division you're playing a divisional rival you know guaranteed obviously in in the first round and i think that's what the nhl wants that you keep hearing them with that word the rivalries the rivalries and that's what they want Mm -hmm. and i just hate 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 this playoff format i I absolutely don't think the rivalries are what they used to be no they're not they're not i mean there's teams that still have rivalries like yeah. Toronto and Montreal, but it's not the same. It's yeah, not well, as, that's, it's not as heated stuff. as it used to be. Yeah. No, it's that not. stuff's leaving the game. There's less hate. Yeah. yeah. And it's that's like more professional or whatever. Yeah, mm. and that's some that's kind of what the older players have said. There's not enough Brian Burke says it all the time. There's not enough hate in the game. Yeah. Well, yeah, like after an NBA game, you'll see both teams like going around, hey, good game on the other yeah. teammates. And yeah. Brian Burke, they've seen that there was one game, I can't remember who it was, this was like last year. Um, there was two t- two different teams and they were talking to each other after the game. Brian hated that. Yeah. Says, you're not yeah. you're, you're not hating each other enough. And I think that's why the playoffs are so appealing too, because you, you get to see a lot more hate in the playoffs. Oh yeah, because um, it's the same teams. It's the same teams, and they're fighting for yeah. something. Uh, so, but you don't need a you don't need a rivalry before that to get that. You're going to get that no matter what. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like look like, at the look at the team. Look at the, look at Boston and Carolina. Yes, that's not a rivalry. No. Mm. Look how heated. Uh, what's his name? Got the captain. He's not playing this year. What's his name again? For who? For Carolina. Justin, Justin Williams. Williams. Yeah, look how he turned into like a dirty player. Yeah. Because he got so heated in that. <laughs> like you don't need a rivalry. The rivalry will form itself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you have that playoff rivalry, that will turn into a regular season rivalry next year. Absolutely. Do you remember the series a couple years ago between the Islanders and the Panthers? Yes. I think it was like three years ago. That was one of the best series I've ever watched in my mm-hmm. life. And if you were to tell me that there would be any kind of a rivalry between the Panthers <laughs> yeah, and Islanders, I would have no. told you to go eat sand. Yeah. Um, but now, obviously, unfortunately, that rivalry has kind of gone gone away a little bit. But for that year in the playoffs and the year after, it was really good hockey to well, see them. Well, the way this system works, the two best teams in each conference will always meet in the second round. And yes. to me, a lot of years, you look at that second round and you say, whoever wins that is going to the cup, mm-hmm. is basically how it was going to work. And if I have to see Boston and Toronto again, <laughs> I'll eat a hat. If I have to see Pittsburgh and Washington again, I'll eat a jersey. <laughs> like the list just goes on, these same teams. and uh, It's exciting hockey, but it's just getting, uh, like I wanna see new, yeah. I wanna see new rivalries. When Seattle joins, you have harmony in the league, 16 in each conference, top eight in each conference make it. One verse eight, two verse seven. Yes. Then you really gain something for finishing up high. Yeah. Whereas to me, it's almost like a punishment if you finish second and third in your division. It's, it is a punishment. It, it, absolutely. it, it literally you is a punishment. You have one heck of a first round on your hands right there yeah. if you finish second or third. Whereas if you're in the top four, you, you kind of get a bit of benefit there. Say, if, especially if you finish top, you know, you take on the eighth seed. But, I mean, hey, we saw what L.A. did that year when they went to the Cup yes. as the eighth seed. I mean, stuff can happen, obviously. But still, I, I just prefer that format. You, there should be reward for where you seat in the regular season. Absolutely. The regular season should mean something. And there are situations where you do get a reward, like when Tampa Bay end up, ended up playing New Jersey two years ago in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that was a pretty big gift for Tampa Bay. But one seat down and you have two versus three right that's the it's the opposite it's a complete punishment so yep. yeah it, it it needs to change but it won't change anytime soon at least this season or next right the earliest you could change is i think the season after that he doesn't want to change it he I, doesn't i will be surprised if it changes it, it has to the players want to change yeah 
It's got to change. You've seen a lot of interviews with players. And I mean, they're careful. They're professional how they word this. But in other words, they don't like it. Yeah. Gary Bettman said the only people complaining about this are Toronto. If you want to talk to Gary Bettman, you look back there. (laughs) You're not supposed to say his name. Oh. Eventually we want people to forget his name and then we can give out a contest to say what's his name. But I think it's too late. I think we're past that point now. For you audio (laughs) listeners, there's a... I don't even know. Honestly, I don't know why he's back there. We put him back there and he just stayed there. (laughs) He's He's the mascot. We were trying to show how far away he is, but you still don't see how far away he is. Can you, can we tell him, tell the viewer what we're going to do with Gary? I guess so. You, this turn take, took a dark turn. Yeah. We're going to put a hockey jersey on him and a (laughs) hockey helmet. Nice. Uh, Probably after Christmas. But he's always going to be there, I hope. Make sure you get that chin strap nice yeah. and tight. Yeah. His chin strap <laughs> is going to be tight. So the helmet doesn't fall off. Exactly. Yep. What is he? Is he a scarecrow? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I don't know what he is. It's hard. And also, you, you mentioned it. it's hard to explain how far away the wall is. In like Gary. when Justin came into our studio, he yeah. couldn't believe how much yeah. room there was. Yeah. The, to be honest, the video doesn't do it justice of just how amazing this. I am insanely jealous of this setup. I'm putting that out there. This is we, awesome. Like just get up and walk back there. For you audio listeners, Neil is leaving the microphone. He is walking away. <laughs> See, even that doesn't really. So like our hands like are kind of <laughs> yeah. like, I can't even, I'm not even close. So yeah, there's lots of room. It's just, what were we talking about before this anyway? I have no idea. Gary Bettman. Oh, we were talking about the division or the playoff format. Yeah. yeah. I'm I with him. Know. So do you like 1-16? Heck yeah. See, I think I'd be okay with it. That Absolutely. would be fresh. You'd have a lot of fresh matchups, but I guarantee the players wouldn't like it. What would happen if you had two West Coast teams in the final? I don't care. Do you think the general fan... I want to see... I want to see, like... I want to see rivalries against against new teams i want to see vegas and montreal play in the playoffs statistically mm. that's likely to never happen what about like, a pittsburgh, what about like a pittsburgh montreal or a montreal toronto montreal toronto finals the, for the cup dang that would have viewers la versus canada. anaheim but what would the viewers yeah. be like in the states might not be as good but in canada it'd be through the roof what if you had a philly pittsburgh final i'd watch the heck out of that not even like pittsburgh i don't care who's in the final i'm watching it I mean, see that? That's see, me. we're all guilty of that. It doesn't really matter, but I don't care. I'd be okay with both, but I think traditionally, I understand the one to eight. Well, traditionally, Gary Bettman can suck on PG, PG, <laughs> Pikachu. abort, abort. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, good food for thought there. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about in this podcast. Well, let's wrap it up with some Norris talk. Okay. So we have some players here. Uh, obviously, Carlson's having an amazing year. 40, mm-hmm. or 47 points. Uh, Hamilton with 34. We got Yossi with 31. Yandel with 29. Weber with 29. Hedman with 29. It just, it all, every time I talk about the Norris, it all leads back to something that I've, and maybe we all have talked about for the yep. past three or four years. Why the hell don't we have two defensive or defenseman trophies? Uh, an offensive trophy yep. and a defensive defenseman yes. <laughs> trophy. Yeah, and, and the argument, because for many years, it's just, oh, okay, he's the defenseman with the most points, yep. he gets the Norris. Meanwhile, you got you know Joe Smith over here, who's a plus 51, has blocked 179 <laughs> shots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there can be a real separation there as to what a solid defenseman truly is. Um, there should be two. Defensemen need more love. Just automatically give an award, the Bobby Orr trophy, I've said this yes. many times, to the defenseman with the most points. And I then agree. the Norris goes to the most defensive defenseman. I have yes. never heard this idea before, ever. What? Really? I am 100% down with it. You've never heard this? Wow. Nope, we've never had yeah. it. I've never heard you guys have oh. it. Yeah, because I know I've brought it up many times. Yeah, we've talked, yeah. no. talked about it. Um, there should be two. Do we and have... I also said... You have, okay, the guy who has more assists than anyone else has points, Wayne Gretzky, and there's nothing named after this guy. You have the Wayne Gretzky trophy, and you give it to the number one playmaker every year, the guy with the most assists. Because to me, a lot of times, it can be more difficult to make the play than score the goal. Yeah, and we're talking about And a playmaker deserves some luck. Backstrom. Yeah. He would be probably contending. Do we have a defensive trophy for forwards? Yes. Exactly. The Selkie. Exactly. So why the hell don't we have a a defenseman? Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it needs to happen. I mean, they make a big spectacle out of the NHL awards anyway. Yeah. Throw a few more in there. The yeah. fact that, okay, Mark Messier, nothing against the guy. You know, Moose, he's got a trophy. He does. Wayne Gretzky does not have a trophy. Bobby Orr does not have a trophy. Wayne Gretzky's arguably, you know, greatest player ever. Yep. Same with Bobby Orr. These guys don't have trophies. All right. 
I'm going to ask you something that we've talked about. You know where I'm going with this? Nope. Should the trophy names be updated? Oh, yes. Oh. So, for example, like, the Rocket you... Richard go to the Ovechkin eventually? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think you should leave them, but I really think more should be added. But, like, do you, who knows anything about Vesna? Well, that's fine. Like, I, I don't remember what trophy it was. Is the Vesna or the Norris? I can't remember. There was, there's one that's given to a player that wasn't even actually that good. Mm-hmm. I have to look it up, but I'm not sure. Like he was not bad, but it it wasn't anything amazing. It was just way back in his day he was right. he yeah. was decent, and decent back in the day was not very good because you some people could score nine goals in a game. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just totally different now. I have something completely off topic to say. Do you ever hear of hear of the old player named Aubrey Dick Clapper? <laughs> okay, I have three questions. I'm not going to ask any of them right now. <laughs> that's a that's a, he's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Okay, where did, why Dude. did you think of that? I don't know. I was in the Hockey Hall of Fame a couple years ago and I saw his name on a trophy thing. No, that like, guy must have had one rough childhood. Aubrey Dick Clapper. Dick Clapper. No, Dick Clapper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying that too. No, I'm not Dick Clapper. Okay. I really thought you that's what you were saying. you got to pronounce your CKs better, my friend. Dit. Oh. Dit. Dit. Oh, well, that changes everything. This is okay now. Dick <laughs> Clapper. Okay. Not Dick Clapper. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. You fooled us, bro. That's I, not cool. I said Dick Clapper. Roll <laughs> no, the tape. You didn't. Rewind. Highlight reel. Yeah. Um. Anyways, where did that come from? I don't know, but that wraps up this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we are going to get ready to go to a Star Wars movie. So thanks, guys, for listening and watching. We really appreciate it. Uh, Justin, thanks for joining us for yeah, this podcast. Yes, this is great. Um, we are going to work hard on trying to get a better third mic because uh, obviously this is not a long-term option. Um, it just does not sound the way it should. So. Uh, thanks once again for everyone who's listening and watching. Hope you're having a good day. Hope you're watching lots of hockey. And if you are inter- interested in our Star Wars review, it will be posted on our second channel, More Post to Post, um, either today or tomorrow. So um, thank you once again, and we'll catch you later. Adios. <laughs>